Keith here from Lewis Jewelers, and I would like to take a quick moment to say how grateful and thankful we are to all of our local and online clients we have helped out this past year. We truly appreciate your business every day and for making Lewis Jewelers one of the most talked about jewelers in Michigan with over 750 five-star Google reviews. We appreciate the honor to keep celebrating your moments together. Stay safe, be well, and go blue. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Chris Ballas and Anthony Broom. Happy early Thanksgiving. I guess this will come out on Thanksgiving, but we're recording a little bit early. Uh, it's also the game week, Michigan and Ohio State top five matchup for the 12th time in history. Uh, so we will obviously preview that, man. Uh, we were talking before we went on air. There's so much to talk about with hoops, but it's just too big of a week. So we're going to stick to football and then talk about basketball next week as well. We'll get to some college football picks, but guys, uh, you wake up Monday morning. We had a late basketball game the night before, but it's pretty easy. You don't need the caffeine this week. The blood's pumping. Top five buzz around Ann Arbor. Uh, it's just been, uh, you know, it's just one of those weeks you can just kind of feel it. You know what the buzz is that I've heard is that, God, I hope we have a chance uh, from the Michigan fans. And uh, I was just at the gym earlier, and they said, said the same things. It's like, didn't you see Ohio last week? And I said, yeah, but every week's different. You never know. You know, you just don't, uh, especially when it comes to this game. And, and this team, I think, is a little different. I think you're going to see this team, like Jim Harbaugh said, we're going to beat them or die trying. Past teams have kind of folded, I thought, and rolled over a little bit, fellas, when things got bad. I don't expect this team to do that. Is it going to be enough? I don't know. I don't think so. I think uh, they'll probably lose at the same time. I expect Michigan to play its best game for the first time in a long time in this rivalry game. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it seems like, like calling the spade a spade and, and the reality of the situation, you know, Ohio State is a program that's up there with, you know, the Alabamas and I know Clemson's down this year, but on that level, you know, Georgia's level. So it feels like, you know, not it's not a defeatist mentality, but it, it feels like once every three or four years, you're going to have kind of the stars in line where we have a shot at them. Had it in 2016. They had it in 2018. Uh, those didn't go their way, but now you get them at home. And, you know, I, I know what the recent history has been, but, you know, even when you look at some of the matchups on the field, I, I think there's a, there's definitely a path to winning this football game and, and things I'm sure we'll talk about here. It's not a, you know, all you can say is you know, given how the last few years have gone, I think we've known that it's going to take a pretty special group to kind of go out there and make it happen and change narratives. And again, you can't, it's so hard to guarantee anything. I mean, they're not guaranteeing anything in the building. I think the message to media this week has been, you know, hey, we're, we're just going to go out there and give it our best shot. We feel like we're ready. And I think they're ready too. We've seen them get better from week one to week 12. Week 13, Big Ten East is on the line. Seems like the mentality's in the right place. I think they have enough talent to make this a game. Now they have to play They have to play their best game of the year, obviously, but – the opportunities there, and and like I said, we've seen them fight and learn from every experience they've had this year. So I'm not ready to count them out at all. I think this could be a really good football game and one that lives up to the hype. Yeah, and it's a you know seven and a half point spread, eight depending on where you look at it, moving around a little bit. Um, you know, like Michigan certainly has a chance to win this game. At the same time, you guys both mentioned it. Like you are going to have to play your best game. You're going to have to play and expect them to make a couple mistakes or even just not play their best game. It doesn't have to be huge mistakes that Ohio State makes, but if you can get them off kilter a little bit offensively where they have to punt a couple times, you take advantage, things like that, it's going to have to align. Even when Oregon beat them earlier in the season, uh, that stuff happened. They were able to run the ball effectively, which hasn't really been the case for many teams on Ohio State. 
get some timely passes, get some red zone stops, get some stops in the middle of the field too. So even when Ohio State wasn't at its best, it took a hell of a game by Oregon. And give them credit, that was in the horseshoe. But you're right, Anthony, the home field advantage is something I'm looking for this weekend. I mean, it's going to be one of the more raucous environments, in my opinion, if it's a game as, as it progresses, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Like, one of the more raucous environments that, that I've ever seen if it gets to that point where it's, it continues to be a game throughout. So they're, they're going to have a chance. It's going to take some mistakes by Ohio State. It's going to take some really, really good play, like the stuff we saw two years ago with untying the shoe and extra you know, curricular stuff after the play. Things like that that can't happen in any game, especially this one, when not only it's the biggest game and, and you can't jeopardize your team, but also they're so damn good that every little mistake they can capitalize on. Yeah, and that's the problem. Uh, you you feel like you have to play a perfect game, right? And the good news is is that Cade McNamara is not making mistakes, fellas, and he's the guy that's not going to lose the game for you most likely. I'm still seeing posts, guys, on message boards and stuff. Don't you think it's better to go in there with J.J. McCarthy? And I'm like, All right, what, are you, what are you thinking? You know, haven't you learned that, uh, hey, you've, you've, you ride the horse that got you there, whatever cliche you want to use, but this kid has been so steady. And uh, I think they're going to have a great game plan. You know, remember, guys, what's on the line here for Jim Harbaugh to win the Big Ten East? There's like, what, half a million bucks or something like that. So I'm guessing that they're going to have a really good game plan. Like 2017, I thought was an outstanding game plan. They just didn't execute it at times. And that's something that needs to be better. Uh, they need to they need to catch those passes that they dropped. I remember Gentry down at, in the shoe, you know, had several opportunities to keep that game close. Uh, you know, I think it was, it might've been Haskins a few years ago that missed a hole that on a fourth and one play. So wildcat. Yep. The wildcat. They, I don't want to see the wildcat. Don't get me started, but guys can't drop balls. Uh, they can't give up those plays that they gave up last week against Maryland. That would have been touchdowns fellas on blown coverages. Uh, probably two or three of them that, you know, Hey, there's 21 points instead of maybe three or 10 or whatever it was for Maryland. So, uh, we'll see what happens, but I am confident, guys, that they'll have good game plans. I'm just not confident they're, they're going to be able to slow this Ohio State offense enough. And what really worries me, everybody talks about the passing game, and I wrote about this, is their running game. They got two backs averaging seven and a half yards a carry, which is insane, okay? And if it comes down to it and C.J. Stroud say they rattle him and they figure, okay, well, we'll just run the ball, you know, and pick up yardage as we go, at least then they're not scoring over the top and scoring quickly. But I think they have that ability to stay in the game that way too. So just so many weapons on this team. Yeah, I think that's one of my concerns is that, you know, Ohio State can probably win this game throwing the ball alone. But if they can if they can really run the ball, then it the task gets even taller for Michigan. I think uh, guys up front have to be a little more stout than they have been. Uh, the run fits from the linebackers, the safeties, we've seen those not be super strong um, throughout the year. So everyone's got to be on it. Um, you know, you're not you're just not going to shut down the Ohio State offense. Like everyone will, you know, if they give up 35 points on Saturday, people will say, oh, Mike McDonald's a fraud and you can't slow him down. Like, in college football now, teams are going to score points. Elite offenses are going to score points. And Ohio State, with what they have, is going to score points. Your best shot in a game like this is to limit that damage, to force a field goal, to get off the field in a critical moment, uh, whether it be a turnover, third down stop. I do feel like there is a path to Michigan here where I think if they keep this game somewhere in the mid-30s uh, for both of those teams, they're going to be right there at the end of this game because I do think they're going to be able to move the ball. Um, you know, Michigan's offensive line is going to have to, to really play well. Ohio state has two really talented defensive ends as well. And they're stout in the middle. And 
Michigan's going to need a little bit more from, I think, its tackles and, quite frankly, its interior as well. Yes. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, I think they can move the ball. Uh, Ohio State's back seven is is not super strong. I think they have uh, – Clayton, this was in a piece you did. I believe it was the 98th-ranked pass defense in the country. You know, these guys win their one-on-ones the line of scrimmage. They're going to be able to move the ball a little bit. And w- – Something that was a little alarming to me when we talked to Josh Gaddis last week was talking about how when they get in the red zone or when they get past the 50, they feel confident they're going to come away with points because of Jake Moody. The less you see Jake Moody on Saturday, the better. And if you see him a lot, you hope it's because you're kicking a lot of extra points. Michigan has got to – I mean, they have to do the things we've talked about all year, execute in the red zone, finish drives with six instead of three. But I I just – I look at – now, for as much as that is made about Ohio State's playmakers, you know Michigan's got a wide receiver room that those guys, it's kind of been a pick your poison every single week. A different guy has stepped up. Donovan Edwards is a weapon now. Eric All is a weapon now. We think Blake Horam will be back and, and playing some type of role on Saturday. And Hassan Haskins has been as good as he is. And you have a quarterback that's not making a lot of mistakes and has thrown for multiple touchdowns and I think four straight games now. So the ingredients are there. Like this is not a death march. They just have to play well. Yeah, and that's unfortunately been the problem, guys, is that they haven't played well in this game. And, and uh, you know, it's funny because a few years back uh, they had some victory cigars. I think 2016, you know, they were planning uh, a big party and people, kids were planning parties at their houses. And I think it was 20, 2016. They should have won that game, let's be fair. Uh, a couple breaks here, a couple calls there. But uh, go out and take care of business first and foremost. And one thing, A.B., that I wanted to say is that people forget that there are all kinds of athletes on that Ohio state defense too, guys that can run and guys that are stout up front. So, and they happen to play their best. These guys are trained like rabid dogs to, you know, this is what you are here for, you know, go kill type of thing. And uh, so it's really, um, yeah, they may, you can look at numbers and say, okay, this pass defense isn't great or whatever. Um, They're, you know, they give up more pass yardage than a lot of teams. I think they're 98th, but I think they're 30th in, uh, percentage, whatever that means, uh, you know, in, in terms of um, yeah, efficiency, or, yeah. efficiency, right? Exactly. So uh, teams are throwing because they can't necessarily run. So that's something that we're going to have to watch, and that's going to be huge on Saturday. No doubt, and that kind of brings me to a point I wanted to ask you guys for some X factor candidates for this game. It seems like when you know, really on either team, you saw it with Chris Olave a couple of years ago. You see it on the Michigan side when I have to dig through the history books for in my lifetime, uh, you yeah. know, to figure out who had these huge games, right? When you look at Jamie Morris and Bianca Batuka and all these guys, uh, I love Aiden Hutchinson talking about visualizing what it's like. And Jamie Morris, the same thing, right? Didn't Bo come into his hotel room and tell him to, you know, picture himself running all over those guys net tomorrow? Uh, and he did exactly that, I think, in what, 85? Um, yeah. So 86. 86. So, yeah, down in Columbus. Um, yep. So. To me, if Michigan wins this game, there's going to be a name or two that you know emerges in this game. And there are guys maybe that have contributed all season long, but in this rivalry, you're on a national stage now. Blake Corum is going to be my candidate. He's a guy who's been on the national stage all week, by the way. Unbelievable act by him, handing out the turkeys with his NIL money and all that. Um, his interview on Good Morning America was was awesome. What, what a great kid. Um, I think he's going to gut out a high ankle sprain, play in this game, and play well. And I'll tell you why, too. This Ohio State defense, we talk about their pass defense. I agree. The numbers, like Michigan State's not the worst pass defense 
in the country at 130. You know, they've gotten passed on and things. Ohio State's not the 98th. They've played good teams and things like that. But their linebackers don't cover well. Uh, opposing running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield have done well. What did Michigan do last week? They had a game plan specific for, you know, to kind of get in Ohio State's head, in my opinion, as, you know, in addition to beating Maryland and in, in exploiting what they don't do well. But Donovan Edwards, Blake Corum, one of those two guys, I think if Corum's healthy enough to gut through, I mean, that's the type of guy that's going to do it. Uh, and I think that there's a real mismatch in there. And I think if Michigan wins this game, Blake Corum or Donovan Edwards is going to be a guy we're talking about for a long, long time. I'd be okay with that. And yeah. uh, how about Andrell Anthony again, right? Turn him loose. Maybe they've been saving him for the big game. Big game Andrell. And uh, because he did some things against Michigan State that when he ran routes uh, and with his hands and everything else, this kid was getting open um, and they used him uh, and targeted him first. Let's put it that way. He was the number one option on a lot of those play, passing plays. And uh, maybe that happens again. They say, okay, here you go. Um but they're going to have to score points, guys, and they're going to have to finish it with touchdowns. It can't be, like you said, A.B., it can't be Moody kicking field goals in this one. They've got to score. Uh, preferably, you take a little time off the clock and shorten the game. You don't want to get into a track meet with them. It's funny, again, you hear people say, oh, we, we need to out, they need to outscore these guys and so on and so forth. That's the last thing you want to do is try to match them score for score because you're going to lose. Now, you need to get your scores, but you need to have some stops, too. And to me, and I wrote about this too, is the red zone is huge. You look at what Nebraska did to these guys. You look at Penn State, and uh, they held them out of the end zone. They made them kick field goals. I think Ohio State was, what, one of six against Penn State or something like that in the red zone for scoring touchdowns. And those games came down to the fourth quarter. This needs to be a fourth quarter game, guys. There's really no excuse for it. If other teams can do it, and I understand, uh, it, well, Ohio State gets up for Michigan. Okay, get up for them and play your best game, fellas, because it's past time to do that. And I think, again, I think this is the group that's going to do it. Got to play a clean game uh, and get some breaks, like you said, A.B., and uh, and have really good special teams performances. Brad Robbins is going to have to good game. A.J. Henning scares me a little bit back there. Don't put the ball on the ground, young man, uh, because this is not the game to do it. Yeah, I think something I would say to piggyback off of X Factors, too, is you can't have the guys that are, you're used to relying on making big plays, making uncharacteristic mistakes. You know, I think of – like Kalik Hudson in that game a couple of years ago, jumping off sides on a punt. And, you know, um, you know, Cade McNamara can't turn over the football. Uh, your running backs who've been pretty strong with ball security throughout the year can't put the ball on the ground. Um, in terms of X factors, I mean, I know we just, it kind of goes against what we've talked about in terms of cutting out the, the quarterback frippery, but I still feel like JJ McCarthy is going to factor into this game one way or another on Saturday. And maybe like last week, you know, it's been, it's been well plowed at this point. Like Donovan Edwards kind of struggled a bit to start the year and, and he had some ball security problems. Uh, last week was a redemption game for him. Uh, JJ McCarthy, uh, I guess you can say it was kind of a redemption for him too, but I still feel like he's, he's got a moment somewhere he, where he's going to affect a game. Um, and it, it, it went the other way against Michigan state. Maybe it goes the positive way uh, on Saturday. I mean, it's Kate McNamara is the guy. I think if he's rolling, you don't want to mess with that too much, but I still feel like, when you look at Saturday's game, something is going to happen with J.J. McCarthy that will affect Michigan's chances of winning the game. And, and you can just hope it's it's a positive thing. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I think it's a good point. I mean, there's something to be said about the throw he made to uh, – that was the Mikey one, right, that J.J. threw? Um, or was that – Yeah. Against Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. There's something to, to – Yeah, there's something to be said about a guy – 
you know, Cade doesn't take a lot of chances, but sometimes you just got to throw it up only where your receiver can get it uh, and make a play on it. Also, their read option with him has been pretty good at times, especially last week. We might see him make a play in this game. He's going to play, I think. It's not going to be like a couple weeks ago when he didn't, but, um, you know, against Penn State. I I think they're going to use him, and they're going to kind of throw these packages, these little things we've seen them do, you know, some of the play-action stuff. Chris, you've been calling for all year, and same with me. Uh, then they, they kind of go away from it against a Maryland or against an Indiana or against a Northwestern. All that type of stuff I think is going to come out. Yeah, I hope so, uh, but not too cute, right? Stick with the basics and what you do best and then take your shots. Wrinkles don't have to be exotic, fellas. They can be you're doing something different out of a look that you've shown all year and done the same thing out of all year, and oh, all of a sudden you're running misdirection or you're running a different play out of it. I think we saw it with Tyrone Wheatley Jr., uh, several years ago when he was w- running wide open on a play that that Ohio State wasn't prepared for. So uh, we've seen that where, okay, this is different. And I'll, I'll take you guys back to 1998. Uh, maybe it was 99, Tom Brady. It would have been Michigan and Ohio State at home. Um, so it would have been 99. And uh, John Cooper came out and completely revamped his running game. And they ran all over Michigan. It was the fullback. It was the quick hitters, things that they hadn't shown all year. Michigan couldn't stop it and didn't stop it until later in the second half. Now, they still won the game, but uh, I think Ohio State had something like 240 yards rushing. So, And that's what I mean. It doesn't have to be, okay, we're going to run a double reverse flea flicker here, fellas, or something like that. You can change things up without giving everything away, and it's up to your coaches uh, to adjust at halftime to the coaches. And when they adjust to it, you adjust back. So it's going to be a chess match. I have no doubt about that. I have no doubt that they'll have a really good game plan in this game, something, again, that we've seen at times in this rivalry, but not enough. I thought the 2016 game plan was outstanding. They just didn't get the breaks. So, uh, And then there have been some that have been not so good. 2015 comes to mind. So, uh, But, again, it all starts, guys, with slowing down the – Ohio State offense and uh, such a uh, such a juggernaut, and yet you don't want to build them up to be bigger than they are. But when you watch them, uh, you know who was the the Ohio State insider we had. He said they don't have any weaknesses. Well, I'm sure they do, but uh, there aren't very many fellows. This is a really good football team. There's nothing like super weak, but to say that there's nothing like we're asking for the biggest weakness. You know, I thought it was right, a little odd, right? But- and, right. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's the tackles and, and pass protection or something. It's not like Stroud's it's not. perfect pockets is pockets all the time. You know what I mean? So yeah, true. Uh, who, who knows? But interior line, who knows? I mean, they've got they're good everywhere. Let's put it that way. But there's something that you need to be able to exploit on every team. Um, yes. You're hoping you're hoping that uh, that Jim Harbaugh and his staff, if you're a Michigan fan, are scheming right now to find that. You would you would hope so. That's what that's why they're all they're all. Ma- I mean, right. Jim Harbaugh's making less money this year, but they're all making yeah. a lot of money to figure that out. And there's a lot on the line for everyone. And that's I'm glad we went to the coaches because there are also times in this game. Uh, you know, 2016 is an example where there have been I think some boneheaded play calls, some boneheaded decisions too, like throwing out of you know doing a play action out of your own end zone that leads to a pick six or um, you know. You can get upset about calls and things like that, but you know, taking a 15-yard sideline penalty for getting in someone's face, uh, that's not going to really do it either. So, like I said, these guys have to step up and make plays, but the sideline's got to give them some support there too. Um, you know, big storyline all year has been the cohesiveness with the guys on the team and also the cohesiveness with all these guys and their position coaches. And, you know, there are going to be times on Saturday where things get hairy and someone's going to look to – a coach, a coach is going to look to a player. Um, you know, you just don't want to see that deer in the headlights look. Um, you know, despite the last couple of years of 
what would have been blowouts in this game. I, I think people in that building would say, hey, you know, there's really four or five plays in the game where we make that play and everything changes. That's yes. this is a game of margins. Um, Michigan has a very, you know, Ohio State can make some mistakes and probably still win this game. Michigan does not have that luxury. So this has to be a sharp effort. It has to be a cohesive effort. And it's just, again, when there's a chance to make a play, someone's got to make it. I mean, how many times in this game have we seen an interception bounce out of someone's hands or um, just the weird stuff where an Ohio State ball carrier fumbles an oblong-shaped object and it bounces right back into his arms? Um, might need a little help from the Cosmos, too. But like I said, I, I feel like this group and this staff is is up for the task. I mean, they, they've they been preaching all year, we will beat Ohio State or die trying. They they set aside time every week to look at their film they do stuff in practice. They they preach it. They talk about it every day. Go act on it. And I love the message from players this week, which has been list. Uh, jo- I think it was Josh Ross that said on Monday, "We're tired of talking about it. Like we just want to be the group that goes out and does it. We're not making guarantees. Every year, there's the same question from someone in the press corps: Jim Harbaugh guaranteed a win 30 years ago or 35 years ago. Are you willing to do the same? And, and nobody took the bait this week. Um, just get to work and shut your mouth. I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of the talking comes from the South and they can talk. They've won a lot of these games over the last couple of decades, but um, Saturday is all that matters. And I think this group is, 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 is as ready and as up to the task as they possibly can be. I wasn't there for the players guys that were, they asked that question about the guarantee if they would guarantee. Not no, not, not really. Okay. Well, so the usual suspects must've been out to lunch or something on that one <laughs> the reporters. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. No Tariq blacks running out of bounds when you can get the first down guys uh, a yard short setting up, you know, sometimes it's not the play, but it's the play before the play. I'll never forget that. And uh, you know, Tariq black uh, half-assing it. And instead of getting the first down coming up a yard short and then Michigan doesn't get it on fourth and one. Otherwise that game's going down to the wire most likely. So Got to, got to, everything's got to be on task, guys. And I think Hassan Haskins has to have a big game. Uh, yards after contact are going to be huge. Fortunately, he's been outstanding in that area this year. So ride that horse, baby, and uh, and throw some wrinkles in there. Uh, but I can't wait. I can't believe it's only Thursday. Yeah. And as much as we talk about how tough they are to beat, you know, we've also said that this is a winnable game if you do all these things. And this Michigan team has led me to believe that they can do all these things that we're talking about to win this game. Anthony, you brought up the the salaries. In base salary, Jim Harbaugh is the third lowest paid head coach in the Big Ten. You see James Franklin, Mel Tucker's about to get paid, and all this stuff. Like, real quick, just like if Michigan does win this game, it's it's a seven, eight point spread. Like it's very much in play. We're talking about a whole new narrative. We're talking about probably a whole new contract and maybe very yes, we are. soon. And we'll uh, have more on that in our Inside the Ford on Friday, guys. Little so, teaser. Uh, that's a, that's uh, a over teaser at, right there, folks. Yeah. And <laughs> we're talking about potentially, and we, Chris, we kind of half joked about this in the in the Wednesday chat this week over at TheWolverine.com. If Ryan Day loses this game, like, he's going to have heat on him. Like, there will be some people saying he's not the guy or whatever. There are different animals down there. No offense to the people, of, the great people of Ohio. But, you know, I mean, they just think a little bit differently, right? Um in Michigan would be on to Indy. We'd be covering a Big Ten championship game and all this stuff. So, like, this stuff's in play. And Michigan, for as much as we can talk about how, quote-unquote, scary, and I liked Aiden Hutchins' quote on that, Anthony, the that they're not scared of Ohio State and they're not going to play scared like some teams do. But as much as we can talk about that, it's it's a hell of an opportunity this weekend, too, and a chance for you to turn the corner, at least for now, as a program. 
And not just for now, but if you get that monkey off your back, you know, you've, some program's got to do it, and then you have more confidence going forward, right? It takes the first one to get there. Remember Michigan State with the Antonio in, in 2008. You know, granted, that was a layup because that Michigan team was so crappy. But you got to get that first one, and then you build on it, and then you get that confidence back. But the good news is, is I like the coaches in the building with the culture change, and, and the, the, the leadership has been outstanding. And a lot of those guys are coming back. I think that's fixed. Uh, that's a short-term thing, but I think it turns into a long-term thing, especially with the old Jim Harbaugh back with, that we've seen, the jackhammer. The, you know, he's got the passion. You can see it. He's different, whatever. He'll tell you he's not, but he is flat out. And uh, that, to me, is an indicator that, okay, they're back where they want to be. So now they got to get some of those uh, elite recruits. It takes a few, right? you got to have some playmakers, too, to win games. Otherwise, you know, your Northwestern going to the Big Ten championship game and getting waxed, you know, and uh, you're going to win the games you're supposed to win, but you're not going to be able to compete with the big boys and compete for titles. So, but I think they can get there, especially if they take advantage with, of the name, image, and likeness stuff that I think they're going to be doing. So it's a positive step, but you're right. Get that first one, Clay, and, uh, and go from there. Yeah, and honestly, the way that coaching, coaching contracts are going anyways, with you talk about Mel Tucker and James Franklin, both those guys – um, look like they're going to get 10 year deals, like probably going to have to put a little money, a little more money in Jim's pocket, regardless of what happens on Saturday. Yep. But like I said, um, for all that has been made about this being a rebuilding year um, and, and first and foremost, like the baseline expectation for Saturday is Michigan has to compete and give themselves a chance. You can't yes. get blown out again. Um, you know, and I think there's, when you win the, the type of games, you go 10 and one, the goalposts move, the expectations change. There's a lot of people that won't be happy on Saturday, if, if Michigan doesn't, you know, doesn't win and it will be right back to where we were at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, but at some point you just have to be able to have your cake and eat it too. This is a special group. You have two first round potential pass rushers on your, on your roster. You have a quarterback that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. You have an ascending group of wide receivers. You have two, maybe three of the best running backs in the country. Now, if, if Edwards is, is going to be a guy and you have a defense that is, you know, I think we've all kind of been waiting for a regression this year, but they have gotten better every single week. Why not just go do it? Why not just go yep. get it done? Um, so like I said, um, all it takes is one, uh, you know, you, you talked about the, the first D'Antonio win over, um, you know, over Michigan, uh, same deal with, you know, regardless of how you feel about what Mel Tucker's done, he got one over Michigan last year. It propelled them into this off season and, and they've had, what their to what their standards are a pretty good season this year too. So you just need one to change a narrative, uh, to change everything. I mean, um, college football now is so much more about, you know, you got to have good coaching and you got to have the X's and O's, but it's about the Jimmies and the Joes too. You got to find a way to, to sell some hope, to get those guys on board because like I said, the gap with, it, it's not just a Michigan problem with Ohio state, but they are probably the team that's most well-equipped in the big 10 to have a say in, in putting an end to that problem. So the only way you're going to do that is if you win games and if you win games, you get recruits and you lock in your coaches, you, you add to that assistant pool, you, you put all the resources into being where you think you're supposed to be. So like I said, it, it's tough. Is this a must win game Saturday for Michigan's expectate for them to achieve what what's on the table? Absolutely. It is. Um, it's a must win for changing all those narratives. But like I said, the baseline expectation to me, is you have to be competitive and give yourselves a chance. I did love the point you made, though, about why not us and why not now. And John Beeline used to say that about his tournaments teamers. Remember the game before Duke? 
And he said, you know, everybody, well, we got here. Everybody's like, hey, yeah, you got here. He's like, no, no, you don't know what's going to happen next year. Uh, you know, everybody assumed that this Michigan basketball team, for example, was going to be even better than this year's team because they have more athletes and five stars and so on and so forth. You don't know. And the way they were playing, Beeline said, we got a chance to beat Duke. They almost did. If Darius Morris pops it back out to Zach uh, Novak for three, you know, maybe we're sitting here and talking about a Final Four or an Elite Eight or something like that. But I love that. You know, now is your opportunity and uh, and take advantage of it. You've got it here in front of you. Play well, leave it all out there. Why not us indeed? Love the saying. Yeah, and him talking about, he's like, I came up with Jay Wright, you know, and he's winning national championships. Why can't I win one or why can't we right. win one? Same mentality when you look at Auburn against Alabama and some of these Iron Bowls. Alabama's been way better the last 15 years, but Auburn's won, you know, I don't know the exact number, three, four. They've yeah. risen up. When they've been pretty damn good, and they've fired coaches, and they haven't been very good a lot of times. But when they've been good, they've risen up to the challenge quite a few times yep. and been able to you know, kind of get that off their back. So go and do that if you're Michigan this weekend. Obviously, it would be a lot of fun for us. It would be a lot of fun for the Michigan fan base. Uh, should we get to our college football picks Let's here do before it. we get out of here? Let's go, Broomer. Sounds good. And Broom, Broom, you're up. The floor is yours. Oh, turn it over to me. Uh, well, all of us went four and two last week. Uh, of course, two. Chris and I had the same record because Chris made all the same picks than I did. I don't think that'll be the case this week. It might. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but that's four and two for Chris on the year. That is, I didn't do the math. This is my bad. Um, it'd be 21 and 15 for me on the year. And Clayton, you're at 19 and 17. So still, still Go. treading water. Still a little, you know, you're in the black now. Everyone's in a good shape here. So. Let's go to game number one. This will take place on Friday. Really weird line here uh, because I think it was announced Adrian Martinez isn't going to play. Um, but the wow. line, and this game was a pick em before, Iowa at Nebraska on Friday. It's I was only a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, guys, where are we going in this game? Because I have no idea. Yep. Like My read on this is so off. I'll go first because it's not fair if I just, you know, all I have to do is match you and I win. Right. So, <laughs> so um, I'm going to go, I'm going with Iowa knowing that Martinez isn't playing. Uh, I would have picked Nebraska had Martinez been playing. Uh, I don't think Nebraska is going to move the ball on these guys. Right. I mean, it's going to be really hard now. This could be a six to three game or something like that, but uh, I like Iowa to cover that with Martinez out. Yeah. I, I learned that Martinez is out about 20 seconds ago. So did I, I. I will also switch my pick to Iowa because they beat backup quarterbacks. That's what they do. So, Okay, well, I will also go with Iowa. We'll go with the clean sweep there. There is an interesting scenario in play where Nebraska could theoretically outscore its opponents in Big Ten play but finish 1-8 and eight in conference, which is hilarious. So, it's the most wow. Scott Frost thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? They're close. A- They're close. A couple more walk-ons. They might get there. All right, All next right. game. We're going to uh, Civil War, Oregon State at Oregon. Oregon is a seven and a half point favorite coming off of a uh, loss at Iowa. I mean, or I'm sorry, at uh, at Utah. These four letter schools are killing me. Um, coming off of a loss at Utah, Oregon, probably out of the college football playoff picture now, but can still make the Rose Bowl potentially, um, potential opponent for Michigan. So uh, I'll start off with this one. Um, I like Oregon in this game in a bounce back game. So I don't have much to add on that. It's Oregon. Yeah, I agree. Sadly, since it's at, it's at home, I was thinking, oh, Oregon State uh, is going to give them a battle, and maybe they will. But uh, I think Oregon uh, at home will win this game and cover. 
I've got Oregon State keeping it close, but Oregon winning. I watched them last night at, or I mean, last week at like two in the morning, and they have like this sick running quarterback that they bring in who's like huge and can just run over people, and he's fast too. So that kind of won me over, and that that is why I'll take the Beavers. That's not fair. You can't scout. Nobody said nobody <laughs> said that was okay. Right. Don't make these with logic and facts. Seriously, come on, man. The eye test. All right, let's move. Let's move on to the Iron Bowl now. Alabama, uh, nineteen and a half point favorite at Auburn. Auburn, I believe Bo Nix uh, is out for the you know was been out for the year. So um, this one's easy for me. I'm going Bama. Yep, ditto. I think they win by four touchdowns. Googling Bo Nix as we speak, and uh, yeah, I don't know if he's out officially, but I'll take Alabama too. Okay. Uh, so that's three. We're, we're trucking now, along. Hold on a minute. Game. Now hold on a minute. Is he out or isn't he? Uh, it's tough to tell. I'm yeah, reading he headlines a, he, here. Yeah, he, he had season-ending ankle surgery. Okay, you're right. Yeah, okay, he he so made some right. waves this week though with some of his comments. Yeah, that's the SEO. Uh, the Google searches are throwing us off here. There you uh, go. So we all, all have right. Bama there. Uh, next we'll go to Bedlam, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's a four and a half point favorite at home. Uh, Clay, I'll, I'll let you lead off this one. Okay. Uh, I will go with the mullet in this game. I don't know. Oklahoma's broken. Yeah, they kind of seem like it, don't they? Uh, but at Oklahoma, uh, or is it at Oklahoma State? At Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State at home to cover. All right, I think uh, I think the Sooners have, have one more game left in them, so I'm going to go with them yeah. in this game. Just okay. deviate. So Chris can't just uh, copy all my picks here. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, second to last game on the slate. I'm sure you guys won't have much to say about this one. Penn State, a one and a half point favorite at Michigan State. Chris, what do you got here? That's a tough one, right? Uh, I can see Michigan State having a really hard time scoring, and I can see uh, I can see Sean Clifford if he's playing. Is he playing? Is he healthy, Clay? What are you googling it as we speak? Thank you. See, boy, we don't do our homework. God, great show prep here on Thanksgiving. Yeah, week. right. It's Got a lot of work to do here. <laughs> we we do that. We do. He's set to uh, return. Is he? Yeah. I think Dotson's going to just carve up their secondary, and I think th- I think that they aren't going to give up those 50, 60 yard touchdown passes, uh, and they've got a good run defense too. I think I like Penn State. Yeah, l- last weekend watching a little bit of Penn State's game, I was thinking, okay. They're going to lay down against Michigan State in the last week. But then Clifford's back. Frankly, got the extension. There's probably some more life in that building than you would think. Um, I'm going to go with them to win and cover this game. And I think Michigan State, their soul got sucked out of them last week. Not Nothing really to play for anymore. You know, the Rose Bowl is not even really much in play. So we'll go with Penn State. The crazy part, too, guys, my Michigan State fans are getting offers uh, for – Four tickets on the fifty for twenty five bucks a piece. So I'm not so sure they're gonna have a real big crowd there unless they start selling a lot of subs with coupons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. free Tim Hortons or whatever too. So, <laughs> yes. so much for uh, fill in the woodshed or whatever. Um, right. I'm going with I'm gonna go with Penn State um, because the most hilarious outcome here is that their coach that hasn't really won anything gets a big extension and then peters out at the end of the year which is something they've always made fun of jim harbaugh for so karma sucks i'm going penn state there you go it would be either Uh, way i guess yeah with (laughs) either of those coaches but good point yeah 
it's funnier to do the school up the road. I agree. No, I agree. I'm just saying either way, it it might be a little comical, but yeah, we'll see. It it could, I wouldn't rule out being that a, being a comedy of errors game, just something that's completely unwatchable, but we'll see. Uh, these are all appetizers. These are all filler. We know what we're here for. It's the game. Ohio State, eight-point favorite at Michigan the last time. Uh, I checked the books here. Um, I'll start off. I mean, I – this one's tough. I mean, any I, I think I would have felt good about Michigan if it, the spread was at, like, maybe nine and a half, ten. But, uh, you know, Ohio State is just too good. Um, I, I think they'll get that one extra score they need to put them over the top and – this is the first time I've done this all year, uh, but I'm going with the Buckeyes covering that number. Uh, I agree with that, and um, I think Buck, I think Ohio State wins uh, by a couple scores, sadly. And I think Michigan will give them a game. I think it'll go into the fourth quarter, but I think Ohio State pulls away late. I think Michigan has a heck of a chance to win this game. I think they have a better chance than a lot of people are giving them. Uh, yeah, here to play. I, I can't yeah, do it. I, I always go with what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be Ohio State by 10 points. Okay. Go, well, that's it for this week. So, yeah, oh. I, we're going to get some angry comments. But, I mean, I'm just saying what I think, and so are you guys. So, right. And, right. and yeah, believe me, I mean, it'd be better for business pick, for us. Or you can take yeah. the, the nice things we've said about how Michigan can make this a game. Because I really do think they can. I think they have I a agree. chance to win this game. Yep. It's a better than non-zero chance they can win this game. So No question. Well, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Great stuff, and uh, appreciate all the efforts this year, guys. It's been a blast. Yep. Everyone go $1 at thewolverine.com right now to sign up for an entire year. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you over there.